0: welcome to river edge podcasts we hope this message inspires and encourages you today
1: good morning it's awesome just to be in the presence of the lord well this morning Mm. Um, i mean i'm I'm still shaking from worship it's just you know team well done well done really that's a great job today and um i want to really honor you guys for pressing in when when the time's right just waiting on the presence of the lord and then pressing into that and it's not just a song list that we're trying to get through we're actually seeking his presence and, and well done for, for pursuing him this morning. So great job.
0: That's interesting because what Chelsea was just saying about Song of Songs, I remember when I was a young boy reading that. When she said, oh, we, we just did a study, I'm like, that's not appropriate. You know? <laughs> but it's about, it's a love story between us and God and that, that whole aspect of his, um, his nature and his, his love and... Yeah, I was just feeling that this morning. And so well done, team, in leaning in because this isn't easy. This isn't just something we check off and we do. You know, like if I went to Kylie the same way to show her I loved her and just went, well, here you go, here's my love token for the day and slap it down because that's the way it is every time, you know, just here. Um, No, we want to show God that we want to be around him, that we want to... It's that wooing. He's wooing us, but then we, he wants us to woo him. That's why draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. I'll never impose myself on you. But, so I, I just want to commend you if you're leaning in during this time um, and not getting distracted because so many people are getting distracted. And it's not a judgment um, because there's a lot to distract us. But if you're hearing, Jesus said, those that can hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the individual to the family, yeah. Yeah. to the business. No, no, no. It's what the Spirit is saying to the church. It's the ecclesia. God is – it is now through the church the manifold wisdom of God is made known to kings and rulers in the heavenly realm. So that's what we believe, yeah. that we are vessels and officers of the presence of God, and we don't take that lightly. Unfortunately, we do sometimes, but we shouldn't.
1: Yeah, look, I agree with that. I mean, um, I remember when – you just – newly born you know reborn christian just trying to seek the lord and, and trying to enter into his presence reborn a uh, reborn <laughs> um but you know we we started worshiping and we and our idea of worship back then was was look at the songs we we singing look at the, the instruments we're playing um but it was only until I realized that, that stepping into worship is actually what you bring and not what you get. Mm. Oh. We always come to worship and say, oh, Lord, we want to see something. We want to you know, get something from you. Yeah, that feeling. Yeah. But worship is about what we bring to the Father. We're laying mm. it down at his feet. Um, you know, The elders in, in, the, in heaven, yeah. they're not there saying, Father, give us, give us. They're there laying yeah. in front of him Throwing and friends. saying, Father, this is yeah. what we give you.
0: We honor you with what we bring. Mm. So we've been, last week we talked on trust, and I, I, I am convinced that um, most of the Bible is about trust. I'm pretty well convinced on that, because it's, it's God showing us that he's faithful, that he's trustworthy, what his nature is, and even when we don't see it, we still know who he is, because there's patterns right through scripture, there's patterns about how God operates, there's patterns. You know, it, it, God cannot be mocked in this. Whatever a man sows, whatever a person sows, they're going to reap as well. It's a pattern of God. So that when we walk through creation, we can recognize the patterns of God if we know those patterns. So God wants to reveal those things to us. Have you got an ear to hear? Have you got an eye to see? Have you got a heart to understand? That's what God's saying at the moment. And how to trust him. How to trust him because we can think we're trusting God, but what does that actually look like? You know, what does that... Ha- so this morning, I'm, a, I'm going to take us back to where it all started. Romans, of course. Um, <laughs> Romans ten seventeen We all know this off by heart, don't we? We do, don't we? Who's going to start it off before it goes up on the screen? Paul will. Faith comes now, now. Consequently, faith comes by hearing. Hearing the message. Hearing. Hearing yeah. is the important thing there. Yeah. That word in the in the Greek means multifaceted hearing through many senses. That's why the word of God says taste and see. Taste and see? Yeah. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes when you have an Indian meal, a curry, you taste and you can see the car, <laughs> the colours. <laughs> you can, it's like you see another dimension with Mexican food sometimes. And <laughs> taste and see. But faith comes by hearing, multifaceted hearing through many different ways. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because it, the word imbibes this, um, this aspect. You position yourself to be in an audience and to be preached to. Isn't that interesting? Faith comes by hearing. So you're, you're posturing yourself and positioning yourself to hear and then allowing someone to speak to you. So... And so that's the hearing factor of it. Faith is persuasion, credence, your moral conviction, your constancy and assurance in life. It's your belief, but it's also fidelity, character. You know, being faithful isn't just being full of faith and confidence in something. It's actually having credence, being one and singular in who you are. Hearing. And hearing comes from listening to your Bible. Hearing comes from reading your Bible. No, no. It actually, hearing comes not from the word of God, even though God uses that word, because that's not the full word of God. That's just what we've got. The rhema, the word there is rhema word, the now word, the the revelation word of God. Faith comes by hearing. And then that, so hearing is an important thing because seeing and hearing and understanding, very important. Jesus said you, you need to see and hear and understand, and not just blasé walk through life and be um, distracted by the facades of life, know where the bedrock is, know where the, um, the concrete is, that conviction, that consistency in life, that faith comes from a now revelation about the nature of Jesus and the Godhead. So faith comes from hearing a now word. That's a daily thing. That's not just a but... Bill Johnson says it so beautifully. He says, when I don't have enough faith for something big in my life, I remember when God has been faithful yes. and that helps me. He's been faithful before. Yeah. He'll be faithful again. Yeah. He, he's helped us through before and he, he'll help us through again. You know, that's the way it is. So I was thinking about this and I immediately went back to um, Exodus when, when Moses got um, encountered God, the burning bush, and God speaks to him out of the burning bush and says, go back. I've heard the cries of my, Jew, my people in, in Egypt, and you're going to go there and you're going to set them free. And he's like, who am I to do this? You know, like, what? They want to kill me back there? But not only that, I've been out here for so long. I'm just a shepherd. And how, you know, how do I do this? How will I be able to do this? And, you know... And, Give me a sign, God. Who wants a sign from God? Yeah, Like give me a sign, what I need to do? What's the next step? And God says, yes, I'll give you a sign. This is in exodus three twelve, thanks to us. And God says, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt and you worship God on this mountain, he was on Mount Horeb. So when you worship God on this mountain, you'll know this is the sign that I was with you. Who wants that for a sign? When all's then, done and said, said and done, when it's end of the day, all finished, all silent, then you'll know. When you come to this mountain, who wants that sort of sign? Isn't it a sign that we get first so that then that builds our faith? And then we, we go, oh, but God did this for me. So God did nothing except tell him, you're going to worship me on this mountain and then you'll know. And how, that was a long time away. He didn't know. But that's the trust factor. That's the faith factor. That's the believe God is who he says he is. And there's no aspect of our life that is distant from God, that is removed from God, that God doesn't care about. He was, God was showing him concern here. He said, it wasn't, he was going, you just do what I tell you to do, and then when you get here, then you'll finally get it. No, he was actually encouraging him and prophesying, you're going to worship me on this mountain. And he he actually says, you, you brought the people out and you will worship me on the mountain. Because he knew the people weren't going to go up the mountain. They were too scared, but (laughs) he knew them. So this is so incredible. So we all think we need an answer from God first before we can step out in faith. But God says, no, I've already given you answers. And that's why I love what Bill Johnson says. I said it last week. We can obey our way into great faith. Obey our way into great faith. Jesus says, if you love me, just do what I ask. Just obey me. Just, just follow my standards and your faith will grow. I, I'm just blown away by that. In Deuteronomy, it talks about how God says to them, if you behave this way, then you'll get blessing. You'll get rain in season. Wasn't an awesome rain we had this week. Oh, thank you, Father. Rain in season, your crops will over, will yield. Your your barns will overflow. All these things will happen. And he says in Deuteronomy twelve eighteen, he says, fix, fix these words of mine on your hearts and minds. Hearts and minds. Tie them a symbol around your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. So he wasn't just saying write these things down on you know. Give each other, you know, friendship bracelets and things like that with the word of God on it. What he was saying that everything that you put your hand to, do it in under the word of God, so that when you're whatever you are doing with your hands, you're acknowledging God and you're seeing God in the outcome of it because it's sowing and reaping. And not only that, but in your minds, and, and that always when you, when those dark thoughts come, or where those negative thoughts come, or those disunity thoughts come. Disharmony thoughts come because remember the Lord our God is one, singular unity, harmony. So when that division comes, because that's the that's the um, the evil one, he comes to divide, to separate. Um, But God's God says here, if you do these things and you and you tie them around your heart uh, on your hands and your heart on your forehead, forehead, so whenever we see one another's faces, we're actually showing the presence of God. We're we're meant to be shining the goodness of God. Not carrying the weight of the world and the concerns of our of our consequences, but showing the trust and favour that we have in God. You can see people shine with that. And if you do this, you know, God says, I will bless you. Do these things, right? And, and not only that, teach them to your children. This is how important it is. He adds in here, teach them to your children. Talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. There's so many things that we talk about with our kids, but... The number one thing is, teach them to your children. Talk about them when you sit down and when you walk along the road. Oh, no, isn't that the pastor's job? Isn't that the youth leader's job? Isn't that the young adult's? Isn't that the life group leader's job? No. As parents, we're meant to teach them to our children. We're meant to be so much in our home that when we sit down, it's naturally there. When we get up and walk around, it's naturally there. It's part of our conversation. Dad, what do we do in this situation? Well, God's always been faithful in, in that. Our family history is God's always been faithful. Mum, what do I do in this situation? I don't know what to do. I'm heartbroken. God's faithful in this. We can trust in God talk about it. And then it says, you know, as you walk along the roads, when you lie down and when you get up, so many times we lie down and we don't want to be alone with our thoughts. We're afraid of the dreams that are coming. But God says, no, no, no. If you fix, your, fix my word in your heart and your mind, your world will change. It will rock your world. You'll get a bedrock that nothing can shatter, nothing can shake, and it'll be on your face. What you put your hands to will be blessed. And, and again, It's not just the blessing. God's not about just wanting to do good things for us. He's wanting to do a good thing in us, not just for us, but a good thing in us. That's how he's able to use um, conflict and, you know, trials to expand our life. I realize I'm the only one talking here. I'm really good at that. This is great. I'm having a conversation by myself. (laughs) Carry on going, you're doing so well. No. I'm handballing. Look, I think
1: um, just based on what you said, I mean, um, what you're referring to about, you know, the past will actually show you what Mm. what happened. Is Mm. is that same thing about the testimony of the spirit of prophecy? Come on. So sometimes things that that happened in our lives and, you know, back in the day is, is often something that we can actually proclaim and say, but God will do it again. Yeah. And sometimes testimony that happens in our lives Actually, when we testify to other people, they also see that God was faithful in in your life and that could change their life. Mm. Because they're saying, Well, if God can do that with them, God can do that with me. Because God is the same. He's not he doesn't favor anybody. Oh, I love that. So, you know, that brings I want to just sort of share out of that um, that one of the scriptures that you guys mentioned last Sunday was that Proverbs three, verse five or six, where you know, I'll just out of just the NIV. But trust in the Lord with all of your heart mm. and lean not on your own understanding. Yes. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. I love that. But I want to also read, maybe just carry on reading and, and just in verse 7 where he says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Mm. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with the wealth of your first fruits and all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new vine. So trust in the Lord. Mm. That that trust in the Lord is batach al-Yehovah. Yeah. Now, I can say batach because that's part of the Afrikaans' heritage. Yes. That throaty back of the... Yeah, yeah. (coughs) Yeah, it's right in the back. But batach al-Yehovah. Batach. Batach means to cling to, to Mm. cradle in. Mm. Um, and to confide in, um, to set one's hope and confidence upon. Yeah. So Ooh. trust is not just, it's not just oh, yeah, I, 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 that's something I think of. It's actually to confide in that and mm. actually put everything that you have towards that. Yes. And, you know, that, that is such a, I actually think it's one of the, you also mentioned it earlier on, where it's, it's probably the most important and the best foundational thing about mm. our you know, walk as Christians. Yes. Is trusting, putting our yes. trust in the Lord. Trusting. You know, that the first commandment is, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart. You know I am the Lord your God. You, mm. you will not have anybody mm. without me. Yes. You know, no other idols but me. <laughs> so putting your trust in, in Him is also then the foundation of who we are. Yeah. Because totally. if we trust in something else, we're not trusting the Lord. We actually start finding trying to find answers and other things yes. that are worldly pleasures sometimes and, oh. and worldly things that actually distract us from who He is. And not,
0: not so true, it, like because even looking back to Moses and the Exodus and all that, coming into the Promised Land, God says, "Right, I'm going to give these people over to you, but you're not going to wipe them all out at once. Um, but you're going to you're going to go in and you're going to overcome all the people in this land, and it's going to be inheritance to you. But when you get there and you win these battles, you are not to covet their gold. You're not to covet their. You're not to put value." in, in the things that they put value in, I'm the Lord your God. You're not to to live the way they live. I'm sending you into the land to live the way that I want you to live. And it's not to value the things they Don't be distracted by the good looks and don't be distracted by the money and the wealth and all that. That is just the world system. It's funny. This is way back then. Have we changed that much? No. No. Humans are still the same today as we are back then. I'm taking you into freedom, but don't let your freedom be an account for lawlessness in your life. Still have these standards, because if you go on there, it says, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline in Proverbs 3. You know, God's direction, it's for us, it's not that he disciplines us. He gives us direction so we can discipline ourselves, so we can become a disciple to the true way of God living and that, and not get distracted. Oh, isn't it so easy to get distracted by stuff in life? I wish I wasn't. I, I wish I was a little bit more like a robot and not like a human. <laughs> wouldn't that be good? If we were like more like robots and would just be obedient to the Word of God? Then he wouldn't like that. He doesn't want that. He wants us to make the choice and to hunger and thirst and to trust him and to love him. I love it when, and I've told this story before, you know, when your kids are young and you're in the pool and you say, jump to me, jump to me, and they're like, no, no, I don't want to jump. And you're going, please, come on, just jump to me. And they're like, no, no, I don't want to jump. And you're going, just trust me a little, you know. (laughs) And then they jump, and then then next thing, you're just in the pool later and they land on your head. They're, ah, You know, like, but when they trust you, it's like, and they're so excited because it worked. I think that's God's heart with us, when we trust him, and then we get so excited, God, you're faithful. It's not that it works for us, but you're faithful. Even through any season, no matter what it is, God, you are faithful. Oh.
1: So trust me is an English colloquialism. Trust me? Yeah, trust me is an English colloquialism. Hmm. So I also wanted to speak some, some really big words that I don't understand. <laughs> but... <laughs> It literally means believe me. Yeah. Now, I don't think I've ever read in the scripture where God says believe me or or, or things like that. And and sometimes it made me think about the way God says trust in me mm. in the scriptures, yeah. because if He says believe me, it's the same as us saying to you know us as people saying no no believe me like that that example mm. about the swimming pool yeah, yeah. Bel- believe me trust me yeah. just jump in, but you know I realize that we get to a place where where we start. Um, experiencing God and looking at God through the, through the eyes of our experiences in life. Mm. Through the, there's a filter that we put in, on that, you know, people used to, uh, have said, bad things to me. People have actually, uh, I've lost trust in people. Yeah. People have lied to me. People have actually, um, you know, brought harm to me. So those experiences in life then brings us to a place where, where we, we look at God through those experiences instead of instead of really looking at God as the father and the author of, of our faith so so sometimes it's difficult to start trusting the lord because we've been let down by people so many times yeah, yeah. that we think that God's like people yeah, yeah. and that's what the total opposite about about scripture and this, which is why Jesus says you know when he teaches his his disciples how to pray he's saying you know um, let your kingdom come let your will be done mm. on earth as it is in heaven because heaven is not the way we perceive earth no. it's, it's it's always an upside down kingdom it's always the opposite way around
0: yeah <laughs> no no keep going i wasn't going to cut in on you oh. i was just thinking about do you, isn't this amazing when you sit and you, you talk about something who's getting who's getting information download right at the moment guys I, I hope you are at home because while paul's talking i'm laughing because i'm like i'm getting so much out of this and it's not even what he's saying it's like what even though it's really good, like sorry, that okay. came out wrong, didn't she it? Does. But the Holy Spirit—this is the drawing near to God—and He's now going. Hey, I want to speak to you today. I want to give you some nourishment. I want to give you some nurture. I want to give you some comfort. But I also want to build your faith. Yeah. I want you to realise that there aren't any doors or f- boundaries on your life except the ones that I've placed there. So it's—and yeah. they're good boundaries. He has set his boundaries in good places for us, Scripture says. And, you know, in in wide open spaces, he's given us good boundaries. So I love that about God. It's not a limiting thing. It's a releasing thing. It's not a confining. It's a confidence thing that expands us and gives us confidence no matter where we walk. And I'm going back to something my dad texted me a few weeks ago and he says, hey, I just, I, I was thinking about abiding, that word abide, because Jesus says, if you abide in me, this is old King James, abide in me and my word abides, remains, continues, stays in you. And, and Dad was talking about, you know, the, the grapevines at the moment. We just had a first frost and he was like, they are abiding, whether it's freezing cold and pouring rain or boiling hot through the dry times, through the hot times, they're abiding and they're still producing fruit. We need to trust and abide in the soil and the goodness of God, so that we, if His Word remains in us, then whatever we ask in His name, the Father will do for us. You know, there's so much about us abiding, you know, and being confident in God that we're here because of God, no other reason, no other. We're here because God, the God of creation, decided you're here. I want you here during this, this season, this time. And so many of us are going, no, 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 that's only for the important people. Not, there are no unimportant or important. I'm going to address important. Yep. Over can, to I, you. can
1: I share a te- Please, testimony? Please, I can see it. I mean, that testimony is a spirit of prophecy thing. Yes. Um, just about trusting in the Lord. You know, um, back in 2008, Melinda and I were living in South Africa. Um, we, we came out of a place where we got chased off our land and lost everything and, and we had to try and find our feet and, and get going again. Um, so one of the things we did out of desperation was buy a, a, um, a franchise to, for Melinda to actually you know, get something to do and, and earn some money mm-hmm. just so we can keep going. And when I went down to sign the contracts, the Holy Spirit said to me, do not sign this. Um, but you're desperate. So yeah. I sort of put that to the back of my head and ignored what the Holy Spirit was said.
0: signed the contracts. Well, and you were in South Africa. you yes. got to go with that. You know, you know. just do it. You just, just do what you meant do to do, don't you? Yeah. Just um, shut out those concerns and those... <laughs> but Get you know, the job done. Um, for the first five months, what? we were doing really, really well.
1: And I was, like, sitting back thinking, yeah, we nailed this. And the money started flowing in, and we started, you know, getting back on our feet, and it was great. Um, and then the one Monday morning, we drove back to Pretoria, which is the main capital city there, close to us, to go and get stock for the shop that we had. Arrived at the franchisors, the, the warehouse, and there was just nobody there. So we knocked on the... Eventually, we thought, you know, that maybe they had just moved premises. Um, long story short, we, we learned that they had just upped and left. Um, and all the franchisors had to pay a franchise fee, and they took all that money and just left the country. So suddenly we were stuck in a place where we owed a lot of money, and I mean a huge amount of debt. And um, we just couldn't afford to pay it back. So the banks eventually started coming to our house, and you know Melinda would call me and say, um, you know, the banks here are busy writing up the furniture, and, and you know, they want to repossess everything. So it's probably one of the lowest points in my life was the day that I got that call. And we went back, we were, we were running a life group at that stage, and that Wednesday night we said to our life group, listen, we are a, we, we're really struggling and we don't know what to do. You know, we, we're looking for counsel yeah. as to what we should, what's our next step. Do, what do we do? Um, we all then decided that they'll all go away for the week and, and pray about it. And then the next Wednesday they'll come back and, and, and um, you know, sort of advise, you know, just give us some, some counsel. Hmm. Um, Struggle's
0: a fairly light term for what you guys were going through there. Yeah, hey, we're we're struggling a little at the moment. Was what you said, but you, you, it was way bigger than that, wasn't it? But like we're talking in the millions of dollars debt, and and to be a, a a father and a husband and and a provider in a family, and and this happens, it's it's huge. This 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 can be this is a life-altering point in in our existence to. It can either destroy us or it can establish us. You know, so, yeah. I, I just wanted yeah, to put some... No, thank you. I some, mean... Um, just wanted to make you cry.
1: <laughs> well, no. that, that week... Uh, you, know, you, you mentioned that, but, but that week was, was one evening that, that um, we took one slice of bread oh, yeah. and cut it in half, and gave the one off and we the other half. And we went to bed without food. Um, anyway, so the next Wednesday came around, and we had felt the Lord say, trust this, this scripture is a foundational mm, scripture for us. On. Trust in the Lord come with on. all of your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding.
0: You've got to fight that sometimes, don't you? We
1: came together yeah. the next Wednesday, and time after time, everybody that's, every couple that was involved in that said to us, we feel the Lord say this is the scripture, and they brought out that scripture. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Wow. <laughs> On Thursday morning, 11 o'clock, my phone rings, and it's the bank, and normally when they ring, you don't want to answer because you don't know what, what excuse to give them. But the lady on the phone says, listen, are you Mr. Grobman? I said, yes, and I immediately start please explaining myself. Oh, you know, we, we're trying to make a plan and trying to make, make ends meet, and we'll pay you back. And she says, no, 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 um, it's, I just, I, it's not what I'm calling about. She says, um, I've got a, a, a notice here that we'll send out to you, but the bank has written 80% of your debt off.
0: Did you hear that? The bank has written off 80% of your debt. And I'm trying to think who paid that. That's not an Australian bank. <laughs> the... No.
1: I, I do, uh, do want to say, though, that it's, it's, it's not the bank.
0: No. So, no um...
1: so suddenly we were left with 20% of the debt. Um, and it was suddenly manageable. And we managed to pay that back. But during that time, because we were, we were seeking the Lord like never, ever before... We started encountering him in new ways that we've never encountered mm, him before. Yeah. Because our trust was entirely on him. We had nothing to actually build our trust on else other than him. You know, we, couldn't, we couldn't rely on anything that was going around us because we didn't have anything. He was the only source of who we were. Mm. Um, so during that stage, there was a revival happening in, in Florida, for instance. And we wanted to desperately go. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, we need to go. So we went and booked plane tickets without money. Um, the very next morning, there was enough money in our account to actually pay for the tickets to go to America and experience that. And what we, what we encountered there and the importation that we had there, we were able to bring back. And suddenly our life started, there was, a, it was almost like a, just one thing started happening after the next thing. Mm. Um, we were asked to go back to Zimbabwe and, you know, be able to plant a church there. Um, and then, you know, that church is now 10 years old. I mean, we, yeah. we were talking yeah. about it this year, but, but now the Lord's brought us here. Um, and, you know, even if it's just today to sit and tell you guys, and for you guys at home, that if you don't put your trust in the Lord, you'll be trusting something else. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Put your trust in the Lord, it doesn't matter how good it's going with you, and mm. doesn't matter how bad it's going with you. Come on. Because we tend to put our trust in other things when it starts going good, <laughs> don't we? Um, because it's the nature. It's easy to, to live, and it's easy to to pay things. That's actually the time when you should be trusting the Lord more yes. than when you've got nothing.
0: It's true. And, like, that's why Word of God says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, yeah. not seek first money. Don't look at their gold and their – it's just the metal that we say is precious. I love that. Lee Kubit says that all the time, but he's got a lot of gold. Um, <laughs> it's a good jeweler, though. Go and get your rings made, guys, if you're getting engaged. Hey, we've got a lot of people getting engaged. Hope you got a good ring. Yeah. Anyway, back to the point. Seek seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and and life will go well with you. All these things will be added to you, all the things that you worry about and concerned about. Because if you don't seek first the kingdom of God, you will seek first something else. Something else will be on the agenda. It will either be finances or... Or a relationship or whatever it is, and he said, When I get this, then it'll be okay. And it no, seek first the kingdom of God. You are okay. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Don't don't get away from that factor. You know, his righteousness is that consecration set apart. You're not part of this world anymore. You're set apart for a holy calling. You're now to be a conduit of the kingdom of heaven. And if you're if you're going to be wealthy, because he says, you know, like you were talking about how you just got miraculously wealth provided. That's not the answer, though. It's not. No. It's not. You're it's, right. Again, it's just a precious thing that we consider precious. But money is just a tool like everything else. What is really the value? What is the value in your life? What is it that you're seeking after the most? Really, it's to be loved and love. Yeah. You know, to be in that place that you, you know you can trust And you're secure and you're provided for. It's a trusting place and that's in God. Seek first his kingdom and everything else falls into place. However he wants it to be, whether you're wealthy or not, you're still wealthy. Not wealthy by the world's standards, wealthy by like joy and peace. And you don't have concerns and worries because you just trust God. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, Yeah.
1: Trusting the Lord with all of your heart does not make it easy. It doesn't, no, it doesn't, it's a fight. It doesn't make it easy um, but, but trusting the Lord with all of your heart makes it manageable because you now know that, that it's not you providing. That's good. it's God providing and, and he's the one that says that in the word He says that I'm the one that provides. It's not you that provides that doesn't matter how, what job you've got, it's not your job that mm. provides. it's God that provides. So if you start trusting in your job to pay more money or overtime or something like that, your eyes are focused in the wrong place Mm. because God is the one that provides. Yeah.
0: And he's got the answers.
1: He does have the answers. I'm I'm amazed at that. I love that what you were saying about, you know, just honoring God first. Um, I learned to hold my hand up like this and say, God, my wife, my kids, my job, and the worldly pleasures. If you move any one of these above the other one, whatever's below that will will start collapsing. So if you put your worldly pleasures above your wife and your kids, your marriage will start struggling, you you won't have a relationship with your kids, you will start struggling at work. If you put your work above God, you won't have a relationship with God, you won't have a relationship with your wife, you won't have a relationship with your kids, and the worldly pleasures will not make sense in your life. And they
0: won't make you happy.
1: So, so if ever you at that point where where am i at hold your hand up have a look at this and say where is god in this because he has to be first trust in yeah. the lord with all of your heart and then where's my relationship with my wife where's my relationship yeah. with my kids if and if you have that structure correct in your life and once again that's not easy but if you if you follow those principles in life yeah. then you find that, that that god takes care of the rest yeah
0: but it's something that you've got to fight for yeah. on a daily basis and getting that word from God to, to stand yeah. strong in that because you can get distracted so easy. And that's why, you know, when they were going into the into the um, the land of Canaan, God says, you know, make sure that you don't follow their pattern. You know, don't go up to their high places where they, they commit immorality and worship gods. Don't bow down to those gods. Don't even keep the gold and the silver or the slaves or anything from those places they had to get the gold and refine it just to get just to purify it there were there was something in that and, and we could probably go into that even more but there's there's just so much about what we're talking about here today just in that trust in the lord with all your heart because there's so many times in our heart we compartmentalize it and there's still a little bit that might doubt now doubt is that putting your faith in something else you know it's that you know you you go but chance might take over here see Moses when they when God says you when you worship me on this mountain it's like hey hang on there's a lot of things that could take place that just could I could end up back on this mountain worshiping you that doesn't show me that you've been no you immediately doubt that word that that God has spoken don't do that yep. trust in the Lord and he will make your path straight. He will, he will guide you. And when you go, but my paths aren't straight at the moment, then keep trusting in the Lord yeah. with all your heart. Oh, that's good. And don't lean on your own understanding, it says. Oh, I love that. Lean on God. Lean on God's trustworthy word because faith comes by hearing the message and hearing the message is that hearing is the rhema word, yeah. the rhema word, the now word, because God wants to speak to each one of us. He wants to pierce through whatever is blocking that us from encountering Him. Because I, I tell you, we've, we've talked about this. Right at this moment, we're at a juncture um, in history. I feel that there's a tipping point about to take place in the Spirit. I, I really feel like we have, we're a generation that has the potential to enter in to a fullness in God that we have never ever seen before. Yep. And, um, and it's not for us. So many times there's been outpourings and blessings. I've been part of I don't know how many outpourings and revivals and things like that. Not that they were bad, and I'm not discrediting them, because it, it, things happened and lives were changed. My faith grew. But God's wanting to do something like that impacts the whole world. We've just seen a pandemic that's impacting the whole world. Now we're going to see the kingdom of God impact the whole world. The earth is Come on. the Lord Come on. and the fullness Come of on. it. You know, so I, there are so many distractions. There are so much things to bring disunity and disharmony and to make you question. No, don't trust. Trust. And, and when you start saying, but, but, but. No, no, don't do the but. Do the trust. Trust. Don't but, but, but God or don't but, but, but somebody else. Go back to Trust. With all your heart, what does that look like? Because, and again, what you said before, um, some people when they, you say, you give them gold, you give them an answer because this worked for you, and people came in to you and said, we think that you need to trust in a little bit. It's like, oh, well, that's easy for you to say. You don't know what we're going through at the moment. No. Trust. Trust in the Lord, because the greater trust, the greater expansion, the greater expansion, the greater the capacity, the greater the capacity, you just go. Yeah.
1: But you see, I don't need to know what you're going through, because yeah. trusting the Lord in my life showed me that he is faithful and true. So whatever you're going through... My testimony and and will can speak to your life so that you can trust the Lord because if he Mm. came through for me, he can come through for you, regardless of what you're going through. Mm. Doesn't make it easy, it doesn't make it it makes it bearable. Mm. It makes it if you put your trust in the Lord, then He takes care of the worries of this world. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 something it's foundational. It's it is it's it's a foundation the the foundational thing in our in our in our relationship with the Lord. Yeah.
0: And I, I I love how like um yeah. It's easy for people to 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 look at your family and say, but it's easy for you because because you've got all this. And they just take a snapshot. They don't know the history. And none of us know what's happened in the history of each one of our lives except God. He is the discerner of our hearts. He knows exactly what's injured us. He knows what's impacted us. He knows what we love. He, he, he knows us better than we know ourselves. I was having this discussion with kylie this morning because i was work i'm working on something at home and i i've I've finished it all it's foundational i've got to build the foundation right because i'm going from there up and there was one part that's a weak point and i went oh i've done everything else right it'll be fine and then the holy spirit says to you says to me so you're going to be you're not ever going to think about that again and i'm like um possibly He goes, you know that's going to annoy you and you're going to be thinking about it and worrying about it because it's a weak link, this little weak part here. All you've got to do is fix it. I'm going, but I just want to get on with the job. And he's going, no, make the foundation strong and then the whole thing will be strong. Because if I do everything strong and I've got this one little weak point and then I build everything on it, that weak point, it all collapses on that. That's why we need to trust in the Lord with all our heart. We don't need any weak points or any bad foundational points in our heart that when we, we come back to, you know, when we recede back into the core of us and say, God, I need an answer, and your, and your heart's divided. No, no, no. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't, don't let it be divided. Don't let it get distracted. Don't let it be, you know, distractions come to make you doubt. Trust. And this is a season where we've got to move into trust. We've got to, this is a season of great faith moving forward. No matter where you go or where, where, where you be. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who you be or where you be.
1: Arr. But I do want to add on to that, They're saying that the season that we're moving into and trusting mm. the Lord, do not think it's not him if he starts moving different in your life. If, if he doesn't do it the way that you think he should be yeah. doing it. Because God is God. And if he starts moving in a certain way in your life, allow him to do that. Because he mm. knows better than you. He's the one that created you. He's the He's the architect of your life. Yes. He knows better. Mm. When we started trusting the Lord, he didn't move in the way that we expected him to. He, he moved in other ways that we expected that that now looking back, we realize they were a lot better for us in the, in the out, outcome of where we are. Yes than what we would have had. We would have wanted the money in our hands so we can go there and pay them off and, you know what, I would have probably taken that money and spent it on something
0: else. You would have blown it, found it, took it, spent it. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) New car, new Yeah, (laughs) of course. You know, you can work your whole, like, just those those material things and all that. Um, I just, I was watching YouTube and you know how Goes on to things that it thinks you might be interested in. It's amazing how good it is. at <laughs> Finding things for me. To be so there's this guy, and he just he just bought his first Ferrari, and um, he 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 drove up. He just sat in it and drove up. And they're filming him. The family's all there. He's a he's a grandpa, you know, like he 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 looked in his maybe mid 60s or something like that, and um, maybe early 60s, and he undoes the door, like, goes to climb out. It could have been a Lamborghini. I didn't actually see it. It, it was an italian car. You know, it was really good looking. And anyway, then he goes to get out. This old guy couldn't get out of the car. He had to roll out onto his knees and then he's crawling towards the camera. Everyone's laughing their head off at this guy really decked out, crawling out of this car. And I'm thinking, isn't it funny how we want something in life, but then when we get it, it's not all that we thought it was. We look good in it, but, gee, it's really uncomfortable. You know, like, <laughs> it's not the nicest. And you, and you can't just drive it anywhere. Remember when we, were, we first arrived in, in South Africa and we're going along the road like this, and this guy drives past in a Bugatti. And I'm like, why would you drive a Bugatti on these roads? Because and then Paul said, these are good roads, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until you get to Zimbabwe. <laughs> what road? He, he said they used, to, they used d- to drive along. When they were drunk, they'd drive along the ro- <laughs> road, you know, and now they drive along the road and they're not drunk and they're like this, yeah, just you, trying to get around the potholes. You get arrested if you
1: drive straight. Yeah, you we used, to drive on, the joke. we used to drive on the left of the road. Now yep. we drive on
0: what's left of the road. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I haven't heard that before. No, I have <laughs> I forgot about that one. That's a good one. Okay, we're going to finish up. Thank you for sharing this Thanks morning. Me, really this morning, appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you very much. Um, and, and God is faithful. And it's not finished Amen. here. No. And we're still going forward. And He's got so much more for us. He's got so much more for you. No matter what you think you're going through at the moment, God has more. Now to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than I could ever hope, dream or imagine. I love that. Come on. And no matter where you go in life, God is with you. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au